podcast listeners, and welcome to the 15th of August 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Moving from one country to another will always induce some kind of culture shock. We get disoriented and confused and may feel the ground is shifting underneath our feet. If you're experiencing this just now, know that there's plenty of people out there just like you. Hong Kong has many fantastic communities that welcome newcomers with open arms. Aside from us, Hong Kong stories, there's everything from hiking to mom and tot groups, quiz nights and dragon boat teams. Our storyteller today, Madeline, had a bit of a rocky start, but she soon found her feet, and now there's no stopping her. Thanks as always go out to our hometown listeners in Hong Kong, as well as our listeners in Brazil, Korea, Russia, Portugal, Slovakia, Norway, and Syria. Thanks for lending us your ears. On September 19th, our monthly live show will be on stage at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. The theme in September is Something Blue, so our storytellers have been finding their lapis lazuli colored stories to share with our audience. Find information about ticketing and a rainbow of other information on hongkongstories.com. This story was told live on stage at one of our two top-notch events in May 2018. Madeline lets us in on the secret of living in her new abode in Hong Kong. Here is Madeline. I came to Hong Kong on a whim. I was invited and I came. I packed everything I had in boxes and took two suitcases with me. I thought that was all I would need. I had friends in, in, in Hong Kong and I could stay with them for the two, three weeks it would take for me to get my paperwork in order. So I thought. But the infamous Hong Kong bureaucracy had other plans. It took at least four weeks for me to get my qualifications verified. Then there was the medical checkup, the police clearance, and the list goes on. Four months later, I was still with my long suffering friends, and they are here. <laughs> but it all fell into place, and I could finally start working at my new school. Now, everything in Hong Kong seems to be wrapped in meters of red tape. In South Africa, where I come from, red tape is really not something that we know. As a matter of fact, we South Africans, we proud ourselves that we get something done. We do not consult somebody in, in, in higher power. We do not look at a rule book, and we definitely do not tick a box. <laughs> but I started working in my Hong Kong primary government school. Now, I came from a High school, international in South Africa. The children came bare feet to school, not because they couldn't afford shoes. No, we really catered for the affluent, well, the affluent hippie, actually. <laughs> uh, and, and we, rules there were really mere suggestions in actual rules. So when I now see the high school children of Hong Kong in their neat little uniforms and their belts and their polished shoes, makes me long for those teenagers that I used to teach, the children that wore their hearts on their sleeves, sometimes with passion, sometimes with anger, always with passion. But the following of the rules was not the biggest culture shock for me. The biggest culture shock is two things. 
firstly, the Hongkongese has got a very strange relationship with time. It feels to me like your commitment to your work is measured by the amount of hours you spend at your job, <laughs> not by the actual work that you do. I find this bizarre. Also, relationships I find very strange. I've been in Hong Kong for almost two years now. Not one single person has ever asked me a single private thing about myself or for that matter invited me to their homes. I mean, if you were to teach in, a, in, a, in South Africa from any other country, you would be inundated with invitations. People will invite you to their weekend homes, invite you to church services, many of those. You could go to a rugby match, a cricket match, a, a soccer match, depending on the, cult, on the p- people that you, that you stay with. And you would definitely have been invited to some sort of a farm where you could hunt for, your, for, the, for the buck that you could eat that night. Remembering this one Sunday... I was feeling particularly sorry for myself. I just looking for a restaurant in Lantau, South African restaurant, couldn't find it. I was waiting at the station. I was feeling miserable. I didn't want to be here. I hated everything about Hong Kong. And to make things worse, as soon as the train, like King, came up on its way to Hong Kong, four women rushed past me and a man and ran for the closest seats. I was livid. But then the man was also lost his seat turned to me and he said, never mind. Now, it was strange, and I looked at him, and just it was a brief smile, and it was it. And all of a sudden, not finding that restaurant didn't seem all that important anymore. There's something magical about this never mind attitude of, of the Hongkongese. It means that people living literally on top of one another are really unaggressive. Definitely non-violent. It also, I think, means, for me, it's a pre-request for happiness. But, as a South African, I do fucking mind. (laughs) And it's difficult to give that up. I try very hard, but it's difficult. Although, I must say, it's nice to feel safe. In South Africa, safety has become a bit of a luxury. No, I mean, I really, it's a luxury. If you can't afford security guards, security gates, security camera, you are basically screwed. Well, actually, you're screwed even if you can afford it. <laughs> but, so, so now feeling safe, walking in the evenings in the streets, it's, it's like, I really appreciate that after living in the trenches of South Africa for so long, even though I will always be in my heart of hearts a South African. I have also learned to appreciate the rules, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what happened exactly. I was, I was doing an art class here in Hong Kong with a, with a teacher, and afterwards I, I posted my work on, on Facebook. Now, I've done this before in South Africa, art classes, posted my work, but I've never been so overwhelmingly praised by people. South Africa, the art classes is a little bit like, uh, you know, pass the red wine, and that's cool. Here, this young guy was making me follow the rules. You hold your brush like this, and this is how you apply shade. So there's something to say about the rules. Also, I've realized, sometimes I realize, that my colleagues 
is not really aloof. Even though my warm African heart feels rejected, it's not really aloofness. What it really actually is, it's probably impolite to ask. People have to create, I suppose, mental space because they live so much on top of one another. So now I, I'm very much aware of how polite they actually are. Politeness is very much part of the Hong Kongese whole sort of being. I was walking in the street again the other night, and I was trying to find a bus stop. Didn't know where it was, so I asked a guy, and he didn't know either, and that should have been it. Uh-uh. He was going to help me find that bus stop, even if it kills us both. <laughs> After a while, I just couldn't take it anymore. I ran into a Manning's and hid behind an aisle of hair accessories. Not my proudest moment, I admit. But the, the, the politeness are really sometimes overwhelming. So now I ask my colleagues to my house for supper and I'm, I giggle at the delight that they have when I do ask them. I found the theatres, I found the music, I found like-minded people, so I've learned to really appreciate living in Hong Kong. Except this time thing. This quantity versus quality thing, except I could say, perhaps, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Hong Kong Stories. We would also like to thank our unsung heroes of the story, Jen and Kristen, who together curated and directed our May 2018 Top Notch shows. We appreciate all your work. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to write us a review. Or if you're looking for more information on this episode, past podcasts, photos of our storytellers, or really anything at all, go to hongkongstories.com. May your week be filled with watermelon, clean towels, and a sandy beach. <laughs>